What's good, what's good, what's good? Aquí andamos en another episode of Compuros Compas Podcast. Su compa, Carlos Rodriguez. Su compa, El Bardo. And today, bro, we got one of the eight towns finest. The eight town in the house. Eight town is in the house. Every hey, You've been coming through with the eight town guests, hey, bro. Hey, we got, we got yeah, a little something out there. We got a little something yeah, out there. Do. So today we got one of uh, Aurora's... Uh, Finest out there, mi compa, because you're from A-Town, lo voy a dejar que lo presente usted machín, compadre. Hell yeah, compa, I, I had told you about this dude since we started the podcast, I'm like, this is a, also a fellow podcaster, the guy's a comedian, and has been doing his fucking thing, man, la neta, I, I follow a lot about what he's got going on, he's at the fucking big clubs out here in the city, que the, the zanies, the left factories, so, he's doing his thing for sure, man, Um, so we're gonna present right here our boy from talking my shit podcast ken flores mr mr too skinny yo 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 what up what up man thank you guys for having me man appreciate it man i've been watching y'all and what y'all doing i swear every time i see another podcast pop on my timeline is y'all so So in a way y'all the competition but at the same time it's like i'm happy to be here it's a pleasure yeah yeah we're about to get some some uh some of two skinnies people subscribers subscribe over yeah, here hopefully, man hell yeah hopefully. I'm gonna bring all the homies over here and shit yeah, man yeah. likewise you know what I'm saying vice versa if y'all listen yes, to sir. this shit man don't fuck with me man yes sir For yes sure. sir check it out so, <coughs> my boy Bart um, had mentioned to me and then I had I had I had actually seen you cause you had popped up on, on our uh, Facebook um, feed and I seen like hey you know this, I know this guy well, I know he's from A-Town I'm like well let's bring him on wait, let's bring him on because then he told me you had a podcast and then uh, you know the whole the whole comedy scene is something that is is very interesting to me, and I don't know sh- much about it, if anything and shit. So I'm gonna ask you some some fucking probably some beginning ass questions when it comes out of comedy scene. Nah, that that sounds good to me. You know, I feel like most of the people that listen to this podcast is because of the music and obviously the guests you guys have had. But uh, I'm I'm happy to be the first comedian and shit. I'll let Hell y'all yeah, know all bro. about the comedy shit, man. But how long have you been doing that for then? The, the whole comedy scene. Uh, stand-up comedy itself, I've been doing it for like four years, dog. I, I started like in 2018 is when I started. But like I've been doing like comedy as far as like comedy on itself. Because I started off with YouTube. So I used to do like YouTube skits. Like you remember like Chicago had Sergio Rasta back in like 2015 and shit. Yeah. Mexican moms be like, shit like that. I put out my own type of content, you feel me? Like uh, one of my videos ended up going viral, was on World Star and shit. So I kind of had like the... I already had like the premise of oh I like to make people laugh and I like the instant gratification is what they call it when you're on the internet and a video does numbers or a podcast does numbers and shit. Yeah. So I kind of already had that feeling, but then um, you know I, I stopped doing comedy for a little bit as far as like YouTube and stuff. Probably from like 24, probably from like 20, 2013 to like 2017, 2018. Oh shit. And then I stopped doing it. Stop doing YouTube, stop doing everything. And I wanted to come back in the game, like back into YouTube. But like, you know, you get older. I'm 25 now. You know, I was like, I can't really. Oh, you're young. Yeah, yeah, yeah but young I feel like I was too old to put on wigs and do sketches ah, and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was yeah. like, I want to do real comedy, like comedy where I can make people laugh genuinely and I don't got to act like a girl. Shit like that, you feel me? And nothing, nothing wrong with that either, but. And you were out there really putting on wigs and shit? Yeah, I was, bro. Damn. I have a lot of like little sketches and shit like that. But I started doing stand up itself. Yeah, like. Four years ago is when I started. Yep. Damn, that is fucking nuts. Yeah. And then, um, oh, he got one. Yeah. You guys are good. Relax, Jose. Relax. 
Tranquilo, Jose, tranquilo. Hey. Well, the podcast just started. They got Everybody. seven blunts in rotation, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what happens with our smoking section, man. They be walling. Y todavía no llegan todos. And then, are, are you fluent in Spanish or are you? Yeah, hablo yes? español, so inglés. Do you, do, you do, the, do, do you do the whole fucking Spanish uh, comedy too, bro, or not really? I've never done it before, bro. Okay. I, I had a, I came out here. I used to eat a lot with my family at the restaurant uh, Lobo del Mar. I'm not sure if you guys Oh, are from, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marisco spot. Yeah. And the manager, there, he, uh, my dad, you know, told him he's always like, oh, a comediante, whatever. He's like, oh, we'll come do a show here, but it gotta be in Spanish. Uh, and like, I, honestly, I think I could do it, but I've never done it. And comedy is one of those things that, like, there's no way of like knowing if you're good without doing it. Like, you have to do it and then fail in front of people to know that it doesn't work. You know, because like, I feel that's like, what I heard. You got to bomb, right? Yeah, you have to because yeah. like, like music, you could practice by yourself in front of nobody until you're good enough to go in front of people and then you you know that okay I'm good enough I'm gonna do a concert or I'm gonna play when I tocada whatever you know right. but um, with comedy is like well I think it's funny but I don't know I guess I gotta yeah you need to see fucking find out you know Fuck and yeah. then you can have the funniest thought in your head and then you go in front of a crowd or at an open mic or at a show and you do the joke or you do the story or whatever and you realize they, they don't think it's funny at all so yeah 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 it's it's real it's it's real like trial and error thing and you have to fail in order to progress but uh, yeah that's only I and guess. then what part of Mexico are you from, bro? My parents are from uh, Guerrero, from Iguala Guerrero, bro. Ah, shout out to all the Shout out Iguala Guerrero, bro. Hell yeah, bro. Shout out to all the cochos out there, you feel Cocho me? Cocho Arcelia. Cocho! Hell yeah. Um, and then how do you, uh, how do you go about, uh, I've always been interested in how comedians go about writing, bro. Are you like, obviously I see you're a smoker. Does that have a lot to do with your creativity, bro? Bro, like, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro, like... I got to a point as far as, like, smoking. I moved out of my parents' crib about a year and a half ago. So when you, like, move in, I got, I got me and my roommate, which is JV. Shout out to my nigga JV. He's, he's the video in, guy. He's in the smoking section tonight. Yeah, so, so we, we kind of, like, just been smoking, like, uh, we just smoking every day, all day type shit. So it's almost like my the way my, like, I used to, like, get high and then have, like, certain thoughts. But now it's like we stay high. So it's like, fuck. Sometimes it's just kind of like I don't really have a pro, uh I don't really have a process to write anymore. Like, I, I before I had like twenty minutes, I used to like try to work towards twenty minutes. So I was constantly writing to get my solid twenty minutes. But then as as soon as like you start booking more shows and shit, like it, it kind of leaves no time for writing. So you kind of see yourself doing the same shit a lot. Which mm. in comedy you have to do. Like in order for me to tell a great joke, I probably have to tell it fifty times before that one time right. that it hits really good. So. Um, it, it, it's kind of like a lot of it's a lot of repetitive 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 and then every once in a great while like I'll get a thought or something will happen where I'm like I gotta talk about that on stage yeah. and then you kind of like squeeze it into like I like to squeeze in new material in the middle of a joke that I know will work or like I'll have a joke that works then I'll squeeze new shit in and then a joke that works at the end so that way in case that shit is not as funny as I thought it was before I told it I know for a fact that my other two will back it up and kind of hold it you know what I'm saying so I can get the audience back in case because some people try some new shit and open up the show with it and and the thing with that is if you start off <laughs> on the wrong note yeah. it's really hard to get them to back, get them back. Yeah. so I'd rather break the ice you know get to know the crowd and I mean not talk and I'm not talking about getting to know each one individually, but no, no, just of course, yeah. like getting the vibe right. And once yeah. the vibe is right and you got comfortable with them, I feel like the audience will be open to you failing and then kind of, okay, you know what? That wasn't a good one, but we but fuck we, with him, so we'll laugh at the rest of He was funny before that shit. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So that's kind of my writing process right now is just like all my new shit, I've just been sneaking in, into 
into these uh, my, my 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 sets right now. Yeah. Yo, is JV uh, hitting somebody gonna make it into the set or what? JV, he is man, hitting pro- somebody. Probably, yeah. Like I, <laughs> right, right now, I'm, 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 I'm probably about to hit probably about six months of me doing almost the same set. I guess you could say, besides a few minor tags that I've changed. Right. So right now, I'm really eager to write new shit. Like I'm, I'm literally like on my notes app. I'm on it all day trying to come up with premises. So the way I usually do it is I go on my notes app and put bulletins. So like for example, right now I got JV running somebody over. So now I want to yeah, make yeah. A, I want to make a I want to make a joke, a punchline, a setup. I don't like to do jokes just like just telling some, just a story, you know, like yeah. some people like to go on stage and just tell you how it is or whatever. I like to squeeze it, like I like to make it funny, try to build it up and make it so where you don't know the punchline is coming, you know? Right. Like what well, he ran somebody over, it is funny, but I got to make it like even funnier as far as the format, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where people get lost in translation from stand-up to being a funny guy because you could be a funny motherfucker amongst your friends and be the, the clown or whatever or the best roaster, right. but it's a lot different than going on stage grabbing a mic and doing a set you feel me yeah. so it's like I'm trying to basically be able to transition those those life occurrences and making them funnier and funnier Into so the whole I'm, set. I'm working on it I'm working on and, it and that's actually where I was gonna go next bro um, like how did you make that what made you take that fucking jump from going to like a YouTube um, comedian per se where you have your YouTube X to go to a fucking ans- like had you done uh stand up prior to that or you just said fuck I'm gonna go go ahead and do it and then who put you on obviously you gotta know somebody right um not necessarily bro so you like, just I, went I, and showed I take, up I take yeah I take pride in the way that I started okay and even the way the, how far I've come now that I kind of did this shit on my own as far as like comedian wise like it, I, like it wasn't really no palanca or shit like that you feel yeah. me like so you want to get a job at a construction place a union place you gotta know somebody uh, shit right, like right, that right. and it, comedy is like that it, yeah. it, it very much is like that so that's why you see a lot of these people that are pretty new doing big spots at these big clubs like Laugh Factory and then you see them bomb because you know, oh, you got hooked up with that spot. You suck somebody's dick to get that spot. <laughs> yeah. You know, but compared yeah, yeah, to yeah. compared to the motherfucker that put in the work. But as far as like how I got into it, like I, I actually like I told you before, I, I used to do the YouTube thing and then I, I stopped. But I used while I stopped, I was always a fan of of stand-up comedy. Like Cat Williams is one of my biggest influences and, and one of my biggest idols. Um but I um I used to also watch, like, when I used to stay home from school and shit, Comedy Central used to just run Comedy Central Presents, which is just a whole bunch of different comedy specials on uh, on Comedy Central 30 Minutes. And I just used to watch them, and they used to be funny to me. And then I was like, well, fuck it, let me get back into watching stand-up outside of Cat Williams, outside of Kevin Hart, right? Let me discover new comedians. And, and I would be looking for them. I'd go on Netflix and put in different comedy specials, and I would watch them, and I'd be like, man, this shit is trash. Like... These motherfuckers suck. And you you could literally go home right now if you're at the crib, open up your Netflix app, put a random ass special on. A lot of those won't make you laugh. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. So I was like, this shit is easy. I could do this shit. And that's kind of what got the train of thought going. Shit. I, I, and then from that, it took me like, it probably took me like maybe like about four months to write like an actual set, which was like four or five minutes that I thought was four or five minutes. And I used, I just Googled, bro, like, where can I open mics like Chicago open mics? And I just made a list on a notebook of all kinds of different open mics from bars to Aurora mics to yeah. all everywhere, bro. And, and then eventually, in one of them, I ended up uh, signing up at, to, at the Comedy Shrine open mic and uh, they accepted me. 
And when they accept, but first I went to see open mic. I went to see what it was like, right. and I realized that oh shit, everybody here sucks ass. <laughs> I was like, I could definitely do this. You feel me? So then I signed up, and they accepted me. And then uh, the first time I ever tried it, it was very nerve wracking because I had never been on a stage. Or how old were you then, bro? Sorry, I was uh, probably 21, 21. Damn. I'm 25 now, so yeah, yeah. I was probably around 21. So it wasn't like I was like a little kid. And I'm, I mean, I'm for the people that are not. I mean. For the people listening, I'm like 400 pounds, so I'm a big, <laughs> I'm, I'm a big motherfucker. So, and, uh, when, so when you were 21, you didn't look 21. Yeah, so when I was 21, yeah. I looked 50. Like, <laughs> so, so, so when I went on stage for the first time, like I did, I, I didn't do like obviously if I, if I look back now till then, I'll be like, God damn, I was trash. But I got enough laughs. So where it gives you this drive, bro. Like, and I'm not sure about music because I've never done music, I but I'm sure it has I to agree. have it has to have a similar effect when you're on stage and the crowd is fucking with you. It just kind of gives you this adrenaline that like no other drug can ever give you. Like just ha- making people laugh with jokes that you wrote, bro. It kind of gives you the goosebumps. It's kind of I mean, like I've experimented with all kinds of drugs. I'm not sure if we can talk about that on this podcast. Hell yeah, you can. But yeah, I, I mean, I've done, I've done, I mean, I've done coke i've done all kinds of shit shout out crystal meth man we don't <laughs> fuck with all that shit so like the first time you do these drugs is like wow this shit is amazing that's why you right. keep going back to it but every time you go back it's not really the what same you always chase that high right and, and, and with comedy it's like that laughter feels feels like that need, you know, like like I'm I'm, I'm like almost fiending for for that drug to make people laugh. And every time I go on stage and can make somebody laugh, like the I, it just makes me feel like I'm like oh shit, like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It kind of makes you feel like you found your purpose. And I know it sounds like super passionate and super, I don't know. but but that little that little spark, I guess you can call it, that little high that it gets you, it, it's enough to keep have you keep going back, keep going back. And it's so good that even when you do bad and you do bomb and people don't give a fuck about you or you just fuck up a show, you still want to chase it and you're going to keep on trying and keep on trying. You got to either be like really bad or um, you just really not got to, you really never cared for it to quit. I feel like a lot of people that do comedy, they do it for the rest of their life. Even right. if they never make it, you go out here to shows and be a 40-year-old comedian that tell you, I've been doing this 20 years. I can't quit. I'm a lawyer. I got a house. I got kids. I got, I'm, I, I'm good on money. I don't need to end. make it, but it's just that bug, bro. Yeah. I, I, I kind of describe the whole music scene the same thing, man. Yeah. Like, uh, I haven't done as many drugs as probably you guys, right? But you yeah. go, fuck that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done crystal meth, but... Yeah. <laughs> but everything else under the fucking... Everything under that, maybe. But yeah, wait, I mean, when you get a... I always told my buddy, like, hey, we were one fucking boo away from, like, not wanting to continue. Like, everybody would applaud, and you're just like, hell yeah. The, I think the response... It gives you that hope, like that. Uh, it makes you believe that you can keep doing it and yeah. shit, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. Fuck yeah, one hundred percent is the best feeling ever, in my opinion. Like that shit. Yeah. Igualito que el músico, eh? Yeah, and I always talk hey, about. We're like, artists, bro. And I always talk about like uh, one of my favorite things to say is, um, I've uh, I, again, I don't want to make this super drug related, right? But oh, please do. I, 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 I've, <laughs> I, I used to have a real big problem with cocaine. Like I, coke is my, like it was my drug of choice. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, she once in a while. You know what <laughs> <laughs> What's up? You feel me? But but back in the day, like I used to have to do it like two, three times a week. Like motherfuckers, right. motherfuckers used to not even be drinking, just doing coke. And and I, I I I I coke has really fucked my life up to a point where it's like, 
oh, like you you really need to get your shit together now, or you really gonna be like either homeless or or whatever else in the streets. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, not right. Yeah. And, and, and but I love it so much. And comedy, I love it even more than that. So what I really compare it to is the worst night in my life of comedy, like the worst show I've ever done, uh-huh. has been better than the best night of coke I've ever had. Oh, I like the way so that. So it's kind of okay. like yes. that's kind of how I compare the two. Yeah. So that's how much more I love comedy than anything else. And comedy has saved me from. From literally, I used to just when the moment that I did stop doing YouTube and stop and I wasn't doing stand up yet, I was literally just working at a warehouse, waiting to get paid that weekend so I could spend all my money on the plug and drinks and get fucked up in a garage somewhere and then just do it all over again every single weekend. So when I started my podcast and when I started the comedy, it kind of helped me get out of that lifestyle, get right. out of the drugs, get out of the not looking forward to anything else besides a pedal, you feel me? Hell yeah. So, so I'm like, fuck that. Now, now I'm like, oh, I got I got to do this podcast on Tuesday. I got a show on Thursday. I got three shows on Saturday. I got shit to look forward to, you feel yeah. me? Kind of, It really gave me a purpose in life. I like that. I'm, I'm feeling okay. that right now, compa. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that, yeah. I mean, I, I and that's why I told you, hey, we got to get this dude on like right now because I had already sensed this dude on the rest of his pods way. O sea, he's... he's uh, it's clicking right now. So well, you know when it's clicking, you don't wanna you don't wanna stop. Li- everything's lining up, man. Everything's yeah. lining up at the right time and fucking everything's going a good way and shit. Yeah, and and, and it, it was very like comedy's very too like we gotta be very patient with it. You feel me? Like patient, especially with like like I like again, I take pride in not 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 uh getting hooked up with spots from other people okay. I didn't, a lot of people get into comedy because they're like oh my friend's a comedian in Aurora there's no comedians it's just no, me really not, yeah now not. now there's like one or two uh, other comedians but they're way older than me and they're uh, they're black too so I'm talking about like and I, that not race is not the thing right but I'm saying like for, 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 the, for the for the community like as far as like the people we went to school with around yeah. our age like like really nobody's doing what I was doing at the time and, and I feel like I've had people come to my shows in Aurora and be like, bro, I ain't never... Like, I had sometimes I'll have all my hood homies come out and they'll be fucking being obnoxious during the whole show and then you got to talk to them after like, bro, why you ain't shut the fuck up? Like, why you, <laughs> why you gotta, you gotta oh, learn yeah. how to behave and, and... But it's just because they never done this before. Like, uh, comedy's not something that they've ever spent money on or even thought about coming to sit down and see. But yeah, since yeah, their yeah. homies doing it, now they gotta come out and support. <clears throat> so I feel like I'm even helping the art grow. Like, I, like the art itself, comedy itself is growing in Aurora just because of the wave that I'm bringing out there. And that makes me happy, too, because the more people are into it, the more shows we can have, the more comedians there could be. I agree, bro. And, and, and the more is better. Like, I love, some people are very, like, um, like selfish. Like, they're not, like, they're insecure about what they got. So they hate when other people start coming up doing the same shit, whether it's a podcast or a stand-up comedian or another musical group, whatever. I feel like I embrace it because if there's more of us, like I, I'm so confident in what I got, like my comedy, my podcast, that I don't have to worry about competition. We just could help each other. And the more communities, the more the, the more people, then we could build a community, build more opportunities, build events. Like, like I'm sure like here in the future now, there's going to be like a podcast festival where all the Chicago podcasts can link right, up, right. shit like that, because there's going to be more of us, you feel me? So I don't know. More is better, in my opinion. I, I fucking okay. agree with you 100% with all that, everything you just said. Um, I've, I had mentioned to uh, to Bart, and then I had uh, mentioned it to a couple guys. We have this the other podcast, right? El Guac Pod. Yeah. And then... Um, they had told me that uh, you know we we do bailes the 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 paisa ones and the the venue people were telling me like hey you know what 
We should uh, dive into the fucking comedy world because uh, one of the guys had, had gone to a show to Zanies, I think, and he's like, "No, my way, like in, like in a matter of like four hours, you know, it was a nice tab. Like, there's money to be made in this comedy scene, you know, and in the business aspect. It's and expensive as fuck. <laughs> it, it is right. Yeah, it I mean, is. you you have to if you go out to a to a show, you know. You, it, there's like a sometimes there's even like a drink minimum like you gotta drink yeah, two drinks yeah, yeah, yeah. it's almost like the unspoken rule and I mean most most comedy clubs will speak on it just to make sure that it's clear right because a lot of people will duck it but every comedy club in the world not just in the city in the world it's almost you gotta pay a ticket which is anywhere from 10 to 25 30 dollars right okay. depending on who you're gonna see right. and two drink minimum yeah that's individually per yeah. ticket not per tab right yeah. so if it's two people and it's one tab you gotta get four drinks and that it could be alcoholic or non-alcoholic but that is a mandatory and they do they say they do that because they say oh it's because uh we want you guys to be loose for the show okay. but in realistic realistically no it's not so the fucking venue can make a fuckload of money right and to be completely honest with you a lot of these comedy shows do run to i'd probably say the average is 90 minutes but you will get to a show where it's two hours and in two hours you're gonna drink more than two drinks you feel me you're gonna drink four yeah. or five drinks and you're gonna pay and most of these clubs you're gonna pay five dollars six dollars a drink if not more so yeah. I, I've seen people close out like I've I've done shows in Aurora where each tab is at least seventy bucks. So I I'll do the math. I'll be like, all you motherfuckers made club made around at least three four grand just in one night. You say I gotta get paid. Yeah, I gotta so get that, paid. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like in a matter of hours. Yeah, man. and it is very. And I guess that's okay. It'll get all. This could lead into a different conversation because <laughs> these clubs will do that. They'll have these ven these big big. Uh, I mean, they'll have these comedians and then they'll sell out tickets and then they'll sell out drinks and then they'll still want to pay a comedian shit as garbage as pay and it's like bro gonna, that's not fair i was gonna ask you i don't know if it, i mean if you want exposed uh, payment uh, like what the big uh yeah I, I just want to compare it a little bit to the music yeah. scene right because we're behind the whole yeah. uh, the music business yeah. aspect as well the thing about comedy bro, i mean i know it's just one of you yeah obviously yeah yeah and i mean i, I could tell you how it is because just because i've i mean everything i've done i feel like um, comedy is you're gonna lose money, bro. You're gonna not make a. You're not gonna make money almost never until you actually oh, make a name for yourself. Okay. Like for example, every comedian wants to be in these big clubs like the Laugh Factory, Zanies, Comedy Bar Downtown, all these Northside clubs. But the thing is, people don't tell you is that these clubs, the max they will pay you is fifty dollars. Fifth, that's a lot actually. Fifty dollars is is on the better end. Really? Most of them is twenty five, thirty dollars. And I mean, of course, sometimes it's eight minute, ten minute sets. Okay. So I mean, if you do the math, you did a show. I mean, twenty minutes and you made fifty dollars. That means that in an hour, you're probably gonna make a hundred and something, right? Right. Which is really good, but most of the time, you're not gonna have three, four shows lined up. You feel me? It's just gonna be that one show of the night. So I mean, I'm you, every time I do comedy in Chicago, I lose money, bro, because I have to come from Aurora all the way to Chicago, do the show. Most of the time, it's a two drink minimum. So if I invite people, I'll be like, oh well, let me take care. Of your drinks let me take care because you, came, uh, to fuck, you yeah. came to fuck with me you feel me so it's it, it's a it's a it's a it's a real loss but the, the, the on the contrary though i've done these clubs like at the laugh factory where it'll be somebody will see you and they'll be like oh i want you at my at my birthday party and then I could, that's when you could be like okay you want me to do 40 minutes give me 300 dollars. give me 400 dollars 
So you kind of make it up on those private gigs, but those private gigs are not always there to, you know what I'm saying? To, it's not as consistent. Yeah, it's not as Damn, consistent. Damn, I didn't even know you guys had like privates like that, bro. Mm -hmm. Oh, dude, that's where I make Shit. my fucking money, bro. Like, I don't, if it wasn't for privates, like, I would be even broker. Like, <laughs> it, like, it, like, it helps, it, it helps, it helps me, like, even, even it out, like a little privada vibe. You feel me? Like, yeah, 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 it, it helps yeah. me even it out. And it's pretty dope. Like, I, I've done, I've been luck, fortunate enough to do a few this, this, uh, this year. And, like, I mean, it's great. Like, I, I mean, just this past month, I think I made, like, Almost four or five hundred bucks. I covered my rent in just private gigs. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, that's fucking, that's fucking decent. You Fuck feel me? Like yeah. that's dope. But it's just, I mean, four years in the game of bullshit and begging these people because not only do these clubs not pay you, they don't want to have you on their stage. Like you gotta literally earn that shit. Like you gotta go to the open mics. They gotta hear it from a few people that you're funny, or they have to, you know. Yeah, like the way I got into the Laugh Factory, bro, was like by the grace of God. I, I was fucking like I, I knew I was funny enough to be there, but like to 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 have people agree and have you on is so hard that I had to do a lottery. These people would do a lottery guest spot, and they'll just put a whole bunch of names. Like they'll put on Facebook. Oh shit! They'll put on Facebook comment spot. And we'll put your name into a lottery. Then they'll get a hundred names. Out of those hundred names, they'll pick one person and they'll be like, okay, you get five minutes on this day. Random as fuck. Stop. That's and how you got in? I got, I got picked for one of the spots. They put me in between like, uh, it was July 3rd, 2019, the year before COVID. I got the first time I, got, I was able to touch that Laugh Factory stage. I did five minutes, bro. And in those five minutes, probably at minute three or four, I had to tell people like, yo, shut up because they only gave me five minutes and I'm trying to do the rest of these jokes. So I had to literally tell the crowd to stop fucking laughing. And after that, that kind of gave me the green light, like the validation, like, oh, this nigga's funny. Yeah. Like, let's have him on more. And then from there, like, I just broke the door down. But I talked about this before, like, I don't got a license, so I got to make it. Every time I come to Chicago to do a show, I got to make sure that it's my best show because I don't know who may be watching that's going to give me another opportunity in the future. Uh, compared to other people that can afford to do kind of shitty at shows they live in the city they could get around in a bus and, and they're just they just hang out every night at these comedy clubs trying to get to know people i can't be out here every night so it's like when i'm here i can't bomb i gotta do good and i feel like just it's been to my disadvantage but also my advantage because i've been able to take it more serious now it's like okay you're there one one time this month make sure it counts so they can have you back and yeah that's what i do man that's damn that's fucking nuts man they picked it. your fucking name out <laughs> Holy shit! And I, I know you just had a weekend. I I believe I where you, you you felt like you earned finally a good fucking check. Like you did a weekend. I think was it? Yeah, was that I, in the I did shirt? a weekend at the Comedy Shrine over at the at the mall. So it's, it was four shows, eight p.m., ten p.m. Both Friday days. and Saturday. Yeah, right? Friday and Saturday. And the thing about the good thing about those contracts is that um, the good the good thing about those contracts is that. They're guaranteed money, so it don't matter who shows up, if anybody shows up. As long as the show happens, you get paid. Ah, uh, yeah. So that's that's even better for me because then I don't have to focus on promoting and shit like that. And they, they were doing the promoting and all that. I just kind of went and did the show, and I got, I mean, it was 600 bucks. But I, and so it's not like a lot, but but I'm one person, you feel me? So it's like yeah. I gotta split it. Like it's just my money that I earned off telling jokes. And it's even surreal to me because it's like, 
Bro, I love like making people laugh is like I, I was doing that in school. You feel me? Like, I was yeah. the class clown. Nobody was giving me. Never in my life I thought I was gonna be able. Like I remember even going to the. I went that same night. I left. We left the comedy club like at one a.m. because after the show we had a meeting. Whatever they gave me my check. I went to the fucking Western Union. I didn't even go home. I was like, nah. fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk just yeah, changed that shit was, right there in New York. Ohio and New York. Yes, sir. Ohio and New York. Twenty four seven, my boy. Yeah, all, all my homies was like, all my homies was like, waiting outside. No, no, no. no. <laughs> we, 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 we were gonna meet. We were gonna meet up at Taqueria Durango across Hell town. So yeah. we, we were gonna meet up there. And so the comedy club is like on fifty nine. Taqueria Durango is downtown Aurora. The currency exchange is halfway right there. in the middle. Right I was, in the I middle. Like, yeah. I, I told my homie, I was like, yeah, I got y'all. I meet got you guys. There. Hell well, first, I gotta yeah. get. Money. I was broke. Dog. Cheese like, big price for everybody, motherfucker. I, 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 I went into the Western Union, dog. Like they gave me that shit in all 20s like i mean obviously everybody got a paycheck before and shit like that you did one just, of the pictures like, off of doing shit that like i love like it just meant so much to me i was like dude i could pay my rent with the money that i just told jokes like i told yeah. jokes i can't believe that they gave me money for i used to beg them like please let me perform five minutes on your stage now they're paying me i was doing the push icy for sure money spread all that shit so so it's kind of it's getting a little bit more real you feel me like I, I'm, I'm doing college gigs like i just did governor state university Damn. uh last month i'm gonna do isu illinois state university yeah. next month <laughs> so i'm doing the college gigs that's where you get a lot of fucking money yeah it's a but it's a school's budget you feel me yeah. right there ain't nobody yeah. gotta worry about ticket sales none of that shit you're gonna yeah. get paid if it's one motherfucker in there hell yeah so i'll fuck with that that's fucking badass man yeah. and then um is there fucking comedians that you uh, studied or look up to that you kind of like go? Uh, I don't say like that's your style, but it's somebody that you fucking look up to pretty much in, in the whole comedy scene. Yeah, like um, another thing too is like I really love Cat Williams. Like Cat Williams, I did mention that. Black yeah. comedians are like what I look up to the most because that's kind of like the culture that introduced me to comedy. So I always gravitated to black comedians. Um, Instead of like anybody anybody else, but now that I'm in the comedy game, and now that I'm a comedian myself, like you kind of start to do more research, you know, like yeah, yeah, I, like yeah. I feel like you don't when you're not in the in the community, you don't give a fuck about local bands or local comedians, like whatever. But once you're part of it, it's like oh, who's this guy? Who's this guy? Who's right. that? So you start doing your homework, you know. So right now, I mean, as far as mainstream comedians, definitely Cat Williams still up there for me. Um, but I like Tom Segura is one of my favorites. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Man. Shane Gillis, he's actually a New York comic. Uh, I really fuck with him. And they're way different than me. Like, their comedy is nothing like mine. But I just think that he's funny. He's funny. You feel me? Funny is funny. Yeah. And And the fact that somebody with a completely different mindset and perspective and upbringing can make me laugh that hard, that lets you know that that person is hilarious, you know? Yeah. And then as far as, I guess, comparable to me and who I, who I would, like, I guess... It's similar comedy, like Felipe Esparza. Yeah. He he talks about, like, again, drugs, um, life experiences. Joey Diaz is... Joey Diaz, Joey is, Diaz very, is fucking... Yeah, he's a big yeah. inspiration to the Monster. podcast, just being yeah. raw. Because yep. a lot of people won't go on a podcast and say, oh, yeah, me and my homie, we got a prostitute in L.A. and we broke yeah. down crystal meth. But Joey, <laughs> Diaz, Joey yeah. Diaz would say some Fuck shit yeah. like that. Okay, so well. when I did that, I, was, I felt okay to talk about it because I'm like, Joey Diaz do it. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to do it too. But yeah, like, so the, I take inspiration and a little bit of everybody, you feel me, and just turn it into my own 
my own thing, right? Okay. One, another thing with comedy is you don't wanna you don't wanna watch too much comedy or gravitate too much to a certain comedian right. because then you'll find yourself imitating that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen people go sense. on stage and sound exactly like somebody else. When I go on stage, I feel like people feel like, oh, that's him. Like I haven't heard nobody that sound like him. Because right. I do. I, I kind of tr- like. I guess it's like a character almost in a way that I play, but it's kind of like the naive, like, oh, I didn't know no better. But I also do like, like I, I, I say a lot of like Cali slang, like foo and dog. Like I'll talk like that, and a lot of people in Chicago don't talk like that. Right. So when, you, when they hear you, they're like, it's kind of, it's kind of like its own little funny character. You feel me? And yeah, the reason yeah, yeah, I do yeah. that, not to try to jack any style or anything from from Cali culture, but. I just used to say the N-word a lot. Because you're from Chicago. Every yeah. Mexican says the N-word. You feel yeah. me? Everybody says it. You feel me? So, like, I had people, like, reach out to me, like, hey, uh, we, fuck with yeah. your, we fuck with your shit, but relax Take on that. Take it easy. Take it easy. Yeah. So, I'm like, all right. you. I'm not going to be the one to be like, oh, well, I could say it. You feel me? Nah. Yeah, right. I get you. All right, bet. So, that's why I say fool and dog a lot. But I mix it all and go on stage. But that's what I look up to as far as comedians right now. Cat, Shane Gillis, Tom Segura. Tom's a girl's a beast, man. Yeah, and the podcast go. Yeah, fucking. He's created awesome. a fucking like he. I mean, kind of what you guys got going on here. You know what I'm saying? You guys. Yeah, he's just a lot funnier than us. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Is, is that the yeah, two men in the? They're gonna argue with you on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm no, but saying, yeah, like, he's fucking. That's with, a great with, podcast. But but I don't know if you guys are familiar with what he's doing with his podcast. I'm he he has your mom's house podcast. Yeah, and it's your mom's house studios. And out of that studio, there's a whole bunch of different comedians that have their podcast. Like he 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 pays for their production, but obviously they they split the profits. Yeah. And he kind of has created like a. A, 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 like a, almost like a like network, a, a, yeah. like a label, like a record yeah. label, yeah. but for, for podcasts. podcasts. Yeah. yeah, and it's something. It's gonna be huge. He's that's gonna make him more money than comedy ever made him, in yeah. my opinion. So I definitely admire you guys. That's kind Brand, of what we're. That's that's kind kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So I'm like, you guys so. are branching off, yeah. but still under the same umbrella. Right. It's gonna because you can't put all your you know what I'm saying eggs in one basket. Correct. So yes, it, you know what I'm saying. Puro Compas might be the one to go viral, million and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you never know. It'll take el guac el guac pad with it. You feel? Yeah, or vice versa. Or the other ones. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's the idea we, we uh, I kind of have over here is uh, the Aguacate Podcast Network, essentially. But he's also got another one, right? Does he have the two men in a cave or something like that? Two bears, one cave. Two bears, one, one cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse oh, me, with Burt Kreischer. Yeah. And I mean... Burt Kreischer's another monster, bro. I don't yeah. know if you like that guy. I'm, I'm a big fan of who he is. I'm, I'm a good man. No, I'm just over here, baby lungs and shit. Uh, yeah, Burt Kreischer is definitely a, like podcast. I, I love podcasts, man. I, it's definitely the future of everything. Boy, yeah. y con eso que te dijeron, like the whole N word, which is obviously, you know, acceptable to get that. But how about the whole fucking cancel culture and people like, you know, uh, uh, I guess questioning how comedy works with that. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about obviously the, the whole Chappelle thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. what's your what's your what's your perspective on that? You know, I I feel like my perspective is different than what people think it's going to be because I really try to play, paint the picture of like, oh, I don't give a fuck about nothing. You feel me? Right. But, um, but um, in real, realistically, bro, like cancel culture, like it, it's almost becoming, uh, um, it's temporary, bro. There's comedians who've done fucked up shit. Shout out Louis C.K., Chris D'Elia, who mm-hmm. was DMing minors. Louis C.K. was whipping his dick on in front of other comedians yep. and jerking off. Yep. They're all touring right now. They're all on podcasts right now. Like, cancel culture, I, I feel like they went too far trying to cancel everybody that now every time they cancel somebody, it's almost, like, easy to, 
Like, Watch okay, okay, it happened, but now it's already over. It's okay, back. Yeah. they already moved on to somebody else. You feel me? Right. So it, it's easy to recover from it unless you're like, oh, he raped somebody, obviously, right? Or he beat some woman up, right? That's your R. Kelly. But yeah, yeah. So, so it's like, um, that's that's different, right? But like, as far as the speech part of comedy, right? I really am big on you should be able to say whatever the fuck you want, right? But I'm also big on being funny. Like, because a person could come here and say, like, the worst shit about gays, right? But if, if, but if it's not funny, I really don't care for it. You feel me? Like, if, if people think, sometimes people think that comedy is just about, oh, you're saying what nobody else wants to say. But it's not even that. Like, is it funny, though? Because right. maybe the reason nobody's saying it is because nobody, because it's not funny. You okay. feel me? Like, Dave Chappelle's last special, to me, wasn't that funny. I was not balling off my fucking ass laughing. You feel me? Now, should he have the right to say whatever the fuck he wants? Yeah, man. Unfortunately, yeah, he should. And people shouldn't. If you don't like it, don't fucking watch it. You feel me? If you don't like the like, I, I always it always baffles me when people hit me up on my and they're like, oh yeah, bro, we well, shouldn't talk about it. Like, hey, shut the fuck. Don't listen to my shit. Like, all you gotta do is turn the shit off. Yeah. It, 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 like, it's not made for you. You feel me? It's not made for you only. So if you don't like it, if you don't fuck with me no more, then <coughs> stop fucking with me. You feel me? But I also think that just like Dave Chappelle has the freedom of speech as far as like saying what he wants on his comedy special, the people that are protesting and going crazy, they do kind of have that freedom of speech to also say whatever the fuck they want. And if they want to cancel somebody, I mean, that, that's up to them to, like, if they want to group up and shit. But, like, to, to, to me, it's like, it, it really depends on how the creator lets it affect him. You feel me? Like, you as a comedian, like, are you, like, Shane Gillis, for example, again, huh. he, 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 he did a podcast for many years, a podcast that wasn't really even big like that, just a normal podcast with his homie that's also a comedian. Then he got... Lucky, and he got picked out for SNL to do SNL. He was going to be part of the cast. And uh, then somebody went and dig, dug up old podcast audio of him talking shit about Chinese people. And he said a few slurs or whatever. And then they took him off SNL, right? So that, like, he could have let that destroy his career. He could have really, like, oh, my God, my life is over. They took everything from me. But instead, he kept doing jokes. He kept doing stand-up, kept doing his podcast. And at the end of the day, it repaid him even better because now he's one of the biggest touring comedians right now. And his podcast is bigger than ever mm. because he stayed down. So I feel like you shouldn't. But I feel like you should be open to learning, too. You feel me? Like, yeah. There is a lot of people who've done fucked up shit and they do need to be called out for it. So I, I'm not going to knock cancel culture like that. And I feel like me as, like, for example, when people call me out on saying the N-word, I'm not going to argue, sit there and argue. A lot, other people would be like, oh, no, nah, well, I grew up in the city and all my life I got black friends. They let me say woo-woo. You can say that shit all day long, right? <laughs> and your people might agree with you. But the thing is that, like, at the end of the day, if somebody feels offended because if somebody feels weird about you saying that word because you're not black you can't change the way they feel mm -hmm. you feel me and, and and i think i've gotten to a point where some where where even me like i used to not give a fuck i used to say it in front of black people and not give a fuck like what do you <laughs> yeah, and, and then the thing is they didn't either you feel yeah. me like nobody gave a fuck well, or maybe especially gave, where we're from aurora yeah yeah especially cool, aurora you know? especially chicago you chicago, feel me everywhere yeah, around yeah. here everybody says you go back to the yards, everybody's saying that shit you feel me yeah but 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 now it's like, now I feel like everybody knows and it's brought to everybody's attention. So I feel like when it slips out now and there's black people around or whatever, it builds tension. Like, what's like, oh, 
Like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and even around homies now, like, it don't got to be black people in the room. You can say that shit. And then yeah, I feel like, like everybody has that shit in their conscience now. Like, damn, like, like damn, like, relax. Like, why you, you feel me? Like, I had a, I had, I had a guest on my podcast. Shout out my homie Carnitas. He he came on, but he like an old school game banger or whatever. So for everything he's saying, he's like, oh, my nigga this, my nigga that. I'm not like, oh, there I go again. But, <laughs> but like, yeah. he, 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 he talks like that, right? So every sentence he was saying is like, oh, my nigga. Oh, my nigga. And, and then people were like, bro, like that shit was like, I didn't even finish listening to it because he got annoying with that. Ah, uh, yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? I can't change how people feel about that. So I try my best not to, not to... Not to give a fuck about what people got to say, but at the same time, try to correct my behavior if it's wrong. So I feel like there's really common ground. It's re like you really don't have to pick a side. You feel me? I feel like that's why this world is so divided now. People feel like they got to pick a side. Either you're here or there. You don't have to be. You could be in the middle. I feel like not everybody get, ha needs to get canceled. Like we don't need to create chaos because Dave Chappelle is going out the trance. But I also feel like, all right, man, like, if the trans community, you know they don't like being talked about, and you've already got dragged for this shit before, why you keep poking at it? You feel me? Right. It's almost like, to me, it, realistically, it felt like he was doing it on purpose because he knew that he was going to get that much media coverage, and it was going to be that much of a bigger deal. Right. That's my opinion. And I mean, at the end of the day, it is, it's a fucking money market, bro. Like, it, every, it worked. Every, every publicity is good publicity. I don't give yeah. a fuck what you say. Fuck yeah. So if, if people are going to be talking about it, that, that's, that's the thing, too. People were so worried about the trans bullshit and that they didn't even care that the shit wasn't even funny. Like, the whole big, like, I don't know. Turn the shit on. We can watch the whole thing right now. <laughs> like, the, like you're, there's not a joke in there that's going to be like, oh, I'm going to make you cry laughing. No, no, there isn't. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and it was more of a message. It was just yeah. pushing right, anything, right? And, and, right, exactly. It was more of a message. And yeah. to me, that's kind of like, that's where I, that part that I don't like because it's like, bro, like, we're comedians. Like, where's the funny? You feel me? Like, ah, I, I see you. Yeah. I just want funny. You, if you're going, but is it funny? Yeah, it, that's all it comes down yeah, to, bro. Like, people it think it's deeper than that. It really ain't. You could, if you tell me a racist joke right now, it better be funny. Like, I want to laugh. Right. Like, there's no problem with laughing if the shit's funny. Yeah. You feel me? Because so, a lot of people are not. They're just offensive. So with that being said, in your set, do you do you not give a shit technically? And you do include a little bit of a racial joke, a little bit of a homosexual joke, or do you just stay away from that then? No, I don't. I, I'll talk about it if it's funny. Like, yeah, if, yeah. If I feel like the premise is fucking hilarious, I'm going to bring it up. Like, I got jokes about white people right now that I feel like are hilarious. I don't have any jokes about black people right now because I feel like that's a very, like, um, it's an easy subject to poke at. Everybody's stereotypical about black people. Right. So I usually focus more on myself. But I do talk about white people in certain, in certain jokes. But again, it just kind of comes back around to me and my situation and what happened. It's just the white people involved in it. But I don't try to sit down and write, oh, I'm going to write about gays today. You feel me? Like, I don't, I don't do that kind of comedy. I do more like, just shit that happened to me. Like I got this. I just put out a bit where it's like, it's like uh, my joke goes like, "Oh man, I just uh, I talk about I had a job at Starbucks and I got affiliated with white people." And then at the end of the joke, I'm like, "Oh, I got fired from Starbucks though, because they they said I was stealing tips." And then I stay quiet. And then I'll be like, "But I definitely was stealing tips." Yeah, so, I so seen shit, that so, thing. Yeah, so yeah. Shit like that, right? But it's like it, it's sometimes it's just a setup for a different type of punchline, you know? Right. Or I'm getting at myself. Like I'm, I. One like that, that probably sounds like a joke. I got fired from Starbucks for stealing 
out of the tip jar. That's, oh, you did get spider. That is, I swear to God, yeah. on everybody I love. I got people, 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 bro. I used to You're work. Right, the, right. I used to work the drive-through at Starbucks. Right. White people on Christmas time, like from right now to end of the year, white people are Generous. buying a six-dollar coffee and leaving twenty-dollar tips. Uh, bro, if I see two twenties in the tip jar, and my, <laughs> oh my, God. And my coworker, my coworker is making the latte. Hell yeah, yeah that's twenty dollars in my pocket. I don't give a fuck. Like, like, hey, Ken. We only made $15. Hey, Ken, can you, Ken you know we have cameras, right, bro? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm leaving here with something. Nigga. <laughs> but, but yeah, so, it, like, to me, like, my comedy's more about taking, like, that was, that was a real low point in my life, obviously, right? I mean, we joke about it now, but if I was stealing tips out of a tip jar, obviously I was broke. Some shit was going, obviously, yeah. Yeah, obviously I was going through some shit, right? So... I did what I had to do, right? Now, some of it was pura pinche mania. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I agree. But at the same time, like, like I w- it was a dark time in my life, you feel me? And uh, I did what I had to do. But fast forward, you know, four or five years, and now I could joke about it, and now I could post a clip on my platform that I've built doing stand-up and capitalize off it. It's like, wow, like, pain really does turn... It really, it, it really does come from pain, like real pain. Like I remember that day. I remember the day I got fired, bro. I went drinking out with the homies, and like I got so drunk, and I just laid down on the floor. There's a picture of me on the floor like this, like like a fucking star, just look, <laughs> looking up at the sky. Cause I hadn't even gone home um, after work that day. I just, I told my mom I had to work late and shit. I'm like, fucking. <laughs> I, I was like, how the fuck am I gonna tell my mom I got fired? Like everybody in the family was so proud of me for working at Starbucks. You feel me? Cause it's like yeah. a white job and shit. Waking up at four yeah, and shit. Then, I got fired from dude. That shit was embarrassing as fuck. I remember, like I remember that they had like lost prevention in there. Everybody was in that bitch, right? And they're like, yeah, well we know you did it. <laughs> I was like, word. And then they're like, they're like, yeah, like you could, um, you could go to, uh, they gave, they they let me go to the ATM. Like they literally had the the a cash dollar amount. They put it in front of me, and they're like, oh, it's like three hundred and fifty. They waited till the day I got paid to do it. Like they knew I was broke. So the day I got paid, they came to the Starbucks I was working at, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you owe us that much money." I was like, "Well, why? You play stupid as shit." And then they try, they played the video. I was like, "Oh okay, I know." I know. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you that. Oh. I thought you were talking about that. God, other shit. So I was, so they literally made me, made me go. I, everybody was like working still. I walked out the back. They made me go to the ATM at the gas station across the street, pull the money out, and I came back in there, gave it to them. Wow. And, I, was, and I, I even remember when they asked me for the money, I was like, well, is it cool if we just break it up in between a few different, in, in between a few of my upcoming checks? They're like, nigga, it's no more upcoming checks. <laughs> like, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, you uh, think you still got a job. <laughs> right. Like, this, you, you, we only let you stay this long so we can get we the can money get back. get this money. Yeah. <laughs> This ain't a firm, no four yeah. fucking payments and shit. They waited till you that's had that three fifty. Yeah, so but I mean again, that that's what my comedy is born from that, bro. Like I talk about ordering food and not being able to breathe. I talk about my uncle getting his foot amputated, you know? <laughs> just, just 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 like different shit in different ways, but it all it's kind of about me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why it's hard for me to get in trouble about the shit that I talk about, because I don't sit down and try to go. 
there's comedians that do that. They're like, oh, I'm gonna talk about, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna talk about this. Like, this shit's gonna get them, like, oh, like, mm, you know what I'm saying? Like, they look to get people mad or try to build up some type of like dumb premise to make you feel tense, and then they try to hit you with a punchline. The problem is when the punchline don't work and you're not as funny as you think you are. Mm-hmm. Not a still whole tense. room. Not a whole room is tense. Fuck they yeah. just think you're a racist or you're a homophobe. You feel me? <laughs> so that's why I always ask myself: like, if you're gonna be touching, if you're gonna be walking the fine line of being edgy, you better be fucking funny. Yeah. And then what's up with hecklers, bro? Anybody heckle you in your uh, oh four my years? Oh God, bro! Stint? Last week, bro, I talked oh, about man, it on the, the podcast. Ro- oh, I talked about it on the podcast. Oh, ass shit. Rockford shit, dog. Wow. Tell him, Jose. Uh, so I I, I um thanks, I went to rock I, yeah I don't really get too many hecklers and I think it has to do with my size again <laughs> like people are not gonna f- a lot of comedians are skinny wimpy white kids but we're, we're, I'm a big ass Mexican you feel me and I talk like this so when I go on stage I still talk like this <laughs> so I have white white people are gonna be like you know what we're not gonna, we're, like drunk white kids would be like oh we're not gonna fuck with this one let's wait for the let's wait for the next comedian <laughs> let's wait for Steve me? after this guy yeah and there was one of, there was one instance not too long ago where I had a few of my friends that were there in the crowd were drunk as fuck and again they were fucking with the comedians before me oh I was, shit I was headlining and I would hear them I would hear them fuck with the comedians so. I, I already knew as soon as I got out there, I had to shut that shit down. And I walked up, as soon as I walked on stage, everybody, you know, ooh, whatever. I, I'm, as soon as I, the, everybody shut up, I was like, fuck all y'all, like y'all some bitches. And I was kidding, right? But I just went aggressively. And then, it, like, I let them know, like, don't do that shit. And then after everybody's quiet, then I got into my set. Mm-hmm. But, like, you got to shut that shit down right away. Because if you let that shit, like, happen... Like, I had, like, there was a comedian before me, and he was like, oh, I'm not a citizen. And somebody yelled out, oh, you a bitch. Like, that, like, like that's going to fucking, the crowd's going to be like, what the fuck is going on? You feel me? Yeah. So you got to shut that shit down. A lot of comedians um, don't. You know, they're, 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 like, either nervous, scared, or whatever. So they just try not to, or they think that if they talk to them, it's going to grow. It's going to get so worse. So they'll, they'll try to ignore it, and then that low-key lets it get worse. So I was really good that day about shutting those hecklers down, but just last week, bro, on Friday, I I got booked for a private, a little private event. It was a Halloween party out in Rockford, and uh, it was it was a decent amount of money, right, more than I make out here and shit. So I was like, fuck it, let's go. I told my homie, I was like, let's go up to Rockford, and he's like, fuck it, let's ride. So we go all the way up to Rockford. Now there's no other comedians on the lineup. It's just me. So there's not a host. There's not an opener. Like, it was just me. But I was like, fuck it. Maybe they're going to be ready for me. They'll sit them down, and I'll do my show, and I'll fucking leave, right? So I get there, and it's just a whole bunch of... Uh, it, it, it was a black crowd, so there's a whole bunch of black people. But it's just like a black door, bro. Just like, music's going, people are drinking, chilling. I was like, dude, I, I do not see a comedy show happening here today. You feel me? Like, this shit's not going to work out. But I, I ended up waiting. Me, we went up getting some drinks. We sit down, and, and we let the kind of like the night go by. And then eventually, you know, People start coming in, but nobody's even sitting down. Everybody's already lit as fuck. Party We're mode. 11.30 p.m., bro. Like, I shouldn't even be out trying to do comedy at that time. The good thing is that they paid me as soon as I walked in the door. So I, okay. had, I had the money in my hand. I was like, fuck it. I'm already paid, right? And then eventually, the this big-ass security, the big, big old black dude, long dreads, bro, just looked massive. He was like, all right, you ready? I was like, yeah, bro, but you got to tell them to sit down and be quiet and pay attention. Like, it's going to be a show. So he's like, I got you. I got you. He tells the DJ, hey, DJ, cut that shit. DJ cuts off the music, right? So already people are like, they're looking ah, at what, what the, the hell fuck? Yeah. Fuck. Oh, we're culero. You feel me? Like, they're, already, they're already, like, negative. 
And then he gets on the mic and he's like, what's up, Rockford? And I'm thinking, these are his people, right? Like, not like black, but I'm saying like, <laughs> his people, like Rockford community, you know? Dude, no, he goes on there like, what's up, Rockford? Nobody says shit. Uh, no, shit. Nobody listens to him, looks at him. Some people look at him like, what the fuck is this fat ass doing up here? So I'm just like, God damn. What was your quick thought right there, bro? Well, I'm just looking, I'm like, God damn, I got to really go up here. And, and, and perform but I'm thinking he's gonna do like 10 minutes right he's gonna, he's gonna do 10 minutes and then he'll bring me up soften him up maybe, maybe, maybe this by is the, a security guard yes bulletproof best and all shit I'm, I'm thinking okay the fucking the, the he, right now he's gonna come back up here and, and after he does his 10 minutes the crowd will be ready right well this motherfucker couldn't even do one minute wow. he was up there for like 20 seconds bro when he realized nobody was paying attention to him he called my name he's like I got Ken Flores and he brings me up <laughs> nobody claps nobody even turns around and looks at me wow bro. cause the bar is in front of me so everybody has their back to me and the people that are on the sides are dancing standing Doing up their shit. talking yeah. to each other so I'm like yo what up Rockford what's up what's up Nobody says shit, bro. I'm oh, I, I, now. I'm. This is after my homie ran that dude over. So after that laugh factory, <laughs> after after like I'm t- like I just like right now my ego was at a thousand. Yes, sir. I, was, I just did laugh factory. I did zanies like ran like, nigga over. Got away with murder. Right, I'm cutting off. Got away with murder. <laughs> I, I'm cutting off all my bitches. Like I'm. The, I'm like don't even. I'm, I'm unfollowing yeah. everybody on Instagram. Yeah. I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm about to be on Netflix, dog. Fuck yeah. And, 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 and I'm doing my show there, bro. I'm sweat. At this point, I'm drenched in sweat because cause I'm so nervous that nobody's paying attention. Shit. I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like, yo, what's up, Rockford? I said, yo, what's up, Rockford, like 10 times. Rockford, didn't get, Rockford did not care. English <laughs> shit. Rock, Rock, Rockford didn't give a fuck, bro. So then I'm like, all right, I'm going to start doing my jokes. So I start doing my jokes. Nobody's paying attention. So I'm like, what's up? And then there's, there's, one, there's one black dude. He looked like Lil Boosie. He's like... He's like He's like, damn, man, because I was trying to talk to people like, yo, what's up? Where you from? Whatever, right? I'm trying to talk to him. I'm like, yo, what's up? Where you from? He's like, hey, man, don't worry about me, man. Do, do your fucking jokes. Don't talk to me, man. I was like, all right, I'm sorry, sir. Like, what the fuck? So, so then I go, I go back to like my little square, and I'm trying to do my fucking. So I worked at Starbucks, you know. I'm trying to do my fucking. My, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to do my. Fuck? Yeah, I'm trying, nobody gave a, they didn't do that. I swear to God, I was up there maybe four, or five minutes. If I, I was booked to do forty, by the way. Holy uh, yeah, shit! I did about four minutes. The security guard, I just feel a big ass arm come <laughs> come around me like this, and I'm just like this, right? He got he got his arm around me, and then um, he he snatches the microphone out of my hand, right? So I'm just like this, right? I'm like, okay. but he's also the guy who paid me, so I'm like, I'm gonna be nice, yeah, right? Bet, so I'm, I'm there like this, and he's like, hey, Rockford. Fuck y'all. <laughs> and he's got me like this, dog. He's like, hey, Rockford, fuck y'all. He's like, I brought my homie out here to show y'all his art, and y'all didn't give a fuck. And now it's just making me feel worse. Like, oh, they did <laughs> Like, fuck, dog. And I'm just like, yeah, they did it, huh? And he's like, he's like, it's all good, dog. He's like, I was like, all right. And then he walks away with the microphone. So that means, like, I'm You're done. done. Yeah. So I'm standing in the middle, like, what the fuck, like, I don't have no mic, nothing. I end up going back to my chair. No, by the way, nobody has turned around once. So they don't even know what's going on, bro. Like, they think the TV's in the background playing or some shit. Like, 
They, like, people, I swear to God, the people that were probably from here to where you guys are sitting didn't even know I performed. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know. They put the music back on. Everybody's like, woo! Yeah, I was like, yeah, I felt like it, comedy will humble you, bro. Yeah. Just when you think that you're, oh, you the shit? No, you're not. You're yeah, nobody. Fuck, well, that's... Now, any other, like, if I would have just started, I would have blamed myself. I would have been like, oh, I wasn't funny enough. I didn't get their attention. But unfortunately, with comedy is one of those things that it has to be a setting for it. It has to be, people have to be ready for comedy. You have to be in the mood for comedy. And you definitely have to know that comedy is going to be happening when you get there. Because I feel like most of the people that were there didn't know a, no a random-ass comedian was going to come and do jokes. They were there to party, to drink, to get fucked up. Yeah. So, unfortunately for me, I got... You know, I got, I got left out. So, um, anyway, people started partying, bro. At this point, you know, I'm, this security's at the door. There's one way in, one way out. And I got his money in my pocket. And I didn't perform what I was supposed to perform. But in my head, I'm like, nigga, I'm already like $60 in on my tab here. Like, I already spent the money you gave me. Like, I'm not going to give it back. Like, maybe we could try again and tell everybody to shut up. But, but eventually, like, I just avoided making eye contact with him. <laughs> And some more people got there. Some nice, uh, some nice queens were there, man. We ended up dancing. I knew I, I had no shame. I was like, man, I got paid. Fuck Rockford. Like, <laughs> it's not my fault. It's y'all fault. Hell yeah. And, and I started dancing with with some of the black girls. Bro, I was fun. It was fun, bro. And then after that, when I saw the security guard like move out the, the way of the door, I go. zoomed out. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm gone. And he sent me a Fuck message. Rockford. He sent me a message the next day. He's like. I thought you was going to be ready, bro. Like, fuck uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't ready, dog. You yeah, weren't ready. You. Rockford wasn't wow. ready. Bro. Yeah. Fuck Rockford. They weren't ready for you. Rockford for sure. is a tough-ass crowd, man. Even in the You ain't lying. Too, man. You, I, I actually thought that same shit when I was listening to the pod. Because uh, our last event that we did at Rockford was was pretty bad. It was shitty. It was pretty bad. We lost a good amount of money, so... um. Yeah, fuck Rockford. Rockford. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you on that Rock, one. Rockford dog. is horrible, bro. I fucking hate Rockford. Like, all my homies hate Rockford. I've, I, never, I've never done something at Rockford that went well. Never. I swear. How about Eight Town? How do you feel about the crowd from Eight Town, bro? How you feel the like they support or what? Nah, the thing about Eight Town, bro, is Eight- like. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Like the city got love, like for for me, bro. Like they they've embraced me so much that like. I can I can literally go and do a show and talk about whatever and people are gonna laugh just because that's my crowd. But again, we're talking about my podcast crowd, so like they feel like they know me. So it's like I sometimes when I'm just saying stories like this on the podcast, like they're laughing, so I can go on stage and say whatever and they're still gonna laugh. So I love them. I love them because like there's really no failing. But the thing about having a crowd in Aurora is like eventually people are gonna want to see new shit, hear new shit. And the thing about comedy, like I told you, it's very repetitive. A comedian will usually tour with the same material for a year, two years sometimes, before they film it and put it out in a special. You know, I can only do a show so many times before people are like, oh, we already heard that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the comedy is all about the element of surprise, not knowing what's next. That's what kind of gets you off guard. Like, oh, shit, this motherfucker, you know? So if you already know what's going to be happening, it's going to be kind of like, all right, well, we already heard this, you know what I'm saying? So that's why right now, because of Aurora, I'm trying to, like, rush new material and get new shit for them so I can keep them happy, you know? Because oh, yeah. in Chicago, I'm new. Right. And, and every sure. time I, I come and do a show, like, I just did a show. I did a, a show at the, at a, the 
not a dispensary, but it was one of those weed events where they do like like vendors and all kinds of shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Four twenty so, like, friendly. Hell yeah, yeah. four twenty friendly. So I did one of those shows on uh, like Sunday this night this this past week over like on this show. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh and I, I I went on there and there were I was it was all supposedly comedians that are like headliners and been in the game for <laughs> eight ten years. Bro, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I wouldn't even tell you if it was cap. Like I, I told you how bad it went at Rockford. I'll tell you how good it went. Like I watched them, bro. Like. I'll do a show. Like, my goal when I walk into a show is to fucking make everybody else look like shit. Not in a bad way, but I want to be the one to stand out. Okay. I want to be the motherfucker people go home and YouTube, Instagram. Look your ass up. Look my ass up. Yeah. Like, I, and, and you got to have that lion mentality. So there's a lot of comedians that I mean, they're like, oh, it was all right. I did okay. Oh, well. Fuck all that, nigga. Like, I'm doing this. Like, this is my life. There's no plan B. Like, I want to make it out this shit. Like... Like, I want to be a comedian for real, you feel me? Like, in, in real life. So, I want to live off this, so I'm not going to play with it. So, so, so I do shows, and, and, and I, I be trying. I, like I said, I, I did that show on Sunday, and it went so good. Like, I felt like people didn't even give a fuck about the rest of the people that were there, which, again, is my goal. Now, do, you do get humbled quick because you'll do shows at the Laugh Factory with a motherfucker that opens up for Dave Chappelle, another motherfucker that's touring right now nationally, another motherfucker that's on Netflix. So, it'll be people that... All people that are on TV, and then they throw me up there randomly. I'm a motherfucker from Aurora. You feel yeah, me? So yeah. it it, it kind of lets you like it, it reminds you, hey, there's still a long road ahead of you. But I'm blessed to have the opportunities that I got like right now, doing what I do. So yeah, it's just like you know being in the same circles like. It's kind of crazy. Like, sometimes we'll be at the Laugh Factory. Craig Robinson will be there, the guy mm. from, uh, you know what I'm saying, The Office or whatever. Like, random-ass people will pop in. I did a show at Zany's. Ellie Wong was there. She told me I had a good set. I mean, that bitch is on Netflix, was voted number one comedian in the world, like, two years in a row. Like, you feel me? Like, it, it's just like, oh, it lets me know, like, oh, you're in the circle now. But it's just a matter of, like, now you got to work your way up the ladder. You feel me? Yeah. And I understand that it takes time and practice and definitely hustling. Everybody could talk about... Hustling, everybody can say, oh, I'm doing this, this, and that. But if you're really not working and really not looking for new opportunities and new material and new and getting better, then you're going to stay in the same place. You're going to stay running in place. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The, 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 yeah, whole fucking, the comparison, like, I, I was eager to hear from you, bro, because, uh, like I said, I mean, comedy intrigues me. I was Sunny Bart fucking around. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to bring my, my comedy game tonight <laughs> and shit. But Masquerada, I wanted to hear the business side of you being a performer in in that in that scene of the comedy and how it worked and how your numbers work and how your <laughs> your sets and all that shit and, yeah. and how you prepare away. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and it's like uh, like as far as like getting booked too, like getting booked on a show is so hard, like because a lot of these people give opportunities to their friends. You know, you become right. like for example, if you're a music producer and you're also a show promoter, if you book a show. More, most likely you're going to put your homies on the show. It's like, oh, here, we got, the, we got this band touring, so I'll get all my homies to open up for them so we can all get the opportunity, you know? Same thing as these people will put shows together, book a touring comedian, and then book all their homies to open up. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of, it stays very in-house. It's yeah. kind of, we call them gatekeepers, right? Okay. People at the Laugh Factory, it's always, you look at the, at the, at the, at the, at the lineup every, every night, it's the same people, you feel me? And it's like, man, when the fuck are you going to let new people get up there? So that's really the hardest part is breaking into the scene. Like like getting getting, getting in, in there, that you know? circle. Getting getting in the circle. Once you're in the circle and they're throwing you dates every once in a while, yeah. that means they know you're funny and they just want to see you earn it. 
I'm at that level right now where it's like I'm getting little dates thrown at me and shit. So that's why I'm like, I got to prove myself. And then from there, that's when you become a regular. Once you become a regular, that you're like on one-on-one basis with the club manager, what you do is every month you get all your dates, like your calendar. All the, I mean, I'm sure you guys do the same when you're not booked. Yeah. You send them, hey, man, look, these are the dates that I'm ah, available. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then he sends you, okay, I want you here. Thursday, Friday, Sunday, two shows, and then you—that's how you get your your work, you know, mm. your work. So that's how you get your club work, and then private gigs. I mean, that just comes and goes. Yeah. The good thing about the colleges is like, once you get into one, they kind of just kind of come, because they because oh, yeah. people hear about it, administrators hear about it, and right now I've only done two, but it kind of came back to back, and the, I want to get those. More the college, often. the college scene. The college, that, you know, that's got to be like a tour in itself, right? You know, a little fucking you start going to one college to another to another. You yeah, know, like, eventually um, people start touring. Like most of the comedians here, like um, they they'll go like on the weekends they'll go up to Madison, Wisconsin. They'll go up to Milwaukee, yeah. Oh, yeah. down to Nashville. So that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to also work my way towards that. You kind of start off in the Midwest. The thing about it now is that there's the internet, bro. So there's a lot of comedians that were open micers, what we call them, like beginners are called open micers because they kind of only perform at open mics. Right. Um, though, like, a lot of these people are, are really funny, but they don't have to put in the work because TikTok or Instagram reels, if you get you if you if get a good video of you doing a good joke in front of a good crowd and it goes viral, you could really become a, a, a sensation overnight. Now, a lot of times these comedians are not ready because they're new, so the internet just kind of shoots them into fame. But a lot of people do capitalize off it and just become touring comics and kind of skip the whole, I guess, the progress. The struggle part, yeah. The struggle part, which is crazy, yeah. you know. So I'm still trying. I'm trying to do. I'm trying to earn my stripes in the community, but at the same time, I'm dipping my toes into the internet. Like right now, I uploaded on TikTok. Like shit, because if one of them take off, I'm ready, dog. Did like, I send it to you? What? I didn't send it to you. He got no. some really good TikTok, the yeah. Chinese food oh, one, Chinese man, food TikTok too. with the with the uh, who let the folks in or, or <laughs> the who GDs. let the GDs <laughs> in. I'm not big on the on the uh, new stuff, but <laughs> I've seen that trending a lot. The, yeah. the GDs. I, I, yeah, I did. A, that's the thing with TikTok is like it'll make you overnight like sensation like uh my shout my, out my, the gds my, shout, shout out my homie <laughs> <laughs> shout out the gds man yeah yeah but we like my, my homie he uh he did a tiktok and that shit went stupid viral like he got like forty thousand followers on tiktok now oh no so it's shit. like it's Dang. like damn like you could really get that following overnight and it's yeah. like now it, those are just eyes on you so you yeah. really now you put now you gotta like for example I did a Chinese food TikTok where all it says it's like you forgot uh, oh when the Chinese spot forgets to give you a fork and it's just a plate of food right and then I put the GD song over it and then I just do the GD sing and, <laughs> I, and then I just, I, just, I, I just dip it into the Chinese food right wow. which is something so dumb but it, I mean it's almost it at numbers, a million right? views it, it it's numbers. almost at a million views Damn. Just got, a million. Yeah, it got like 50,000 50, likes. Yeah. So from there, I just uploaded my, my stand-up bit today. And now the people that follow me because of that one are watching my stand-up. Yeah. So now, you feel me? Like, you just kind of go down a trickle-down effect. You can kind of... <laughs> it's helping you skip ladders in, in a way. You feel me? Yeah. But... Fuck, I got to download TikTok. Why well, have it? But we got to start a TikTok. Yeah, TikTok's where it's at right now, man. Man, TikTok will blow your podcast yeah. up, bro. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people who were... There, uh, you guys probably know them. Do you know those kids that had that TikTok where they talk about music and they, they just only talk about like almost corridos tumbados and like new stuff? Uh, the um, Augusto Papa is that the yeah, one? Yeah, is it them? Okay, so those like, kids, like three fucking 
It's like three little Dumb kids. Dumbass young kids. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. young kids. Well, they started like in, in their room, bro. And now yeah. because of TikTok clips, I mean, now they got a studio. Yeah, they got a badass got, fucking studio. I mean, I, they got the actual artists sitting in yeah. as guests. Yeah. Uh, so those kids are, didn't go to fucking school for journalism or interviewing yeah, right, right, people. Right. But shit, they blew up on the internet. So TikTok will, t- and I feel like you guys, I mean, GuacPod and all that, you guys got the content to really start clipping it up into minutes. <laughs> Just one minute, bro. One minute of a good conversation, bro. Put that shit up, bro. It's gonna, you'll take off, bro. It's, it's really the wave, bro. You gotta, and you gotta move with it because if not, you'll get left behind, bro. Shoot. Look at all the people that became famous on Vine. I mean, the Paul brothers, yeah. they're doing big boxing matches now, getting millions yeah, of dollars yeah. off of six second yeah. clips, bro. They, so that's it, where they came right the Yeah, Vines. off of six second Holy clips. Shit. So they, they took that opportunity and capitalized off it. Now, the, yes, of course, they're celebrities, whatever, but it's because of that. So you could, you either can crash and burn or you could, you could fucking you make an enterprise. Thumb. Yep. You feel me? No, I agree, man. Actually, that's that's uh um, we have Georgie, the guy that helps us here. Uh, he's actually building that uh, Wackpot clips because I see everybody got clips Yo, and shit. You need the clips. It, it's like a separate cha- a separate channel to it too and shit. But yeah, porque they lo mandas al main al main one, right? Pretty much. So well, go and check out the go catch the full episode at the other fucking bar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a commercial. It's what it yeah. is. It's a commercial for the... Because then people are like, oh, that's fucking stupid. Let me go listen to the whole thing. Yeah, right? exactly. And, and, and yeah, that's, that's it's really... That's all it is, bro. But I mean, yeah, it's a commercial. It's just a commercial. It's a one-minute commercial. And usually, it's like a movie. A movie, you can literally watch a preview and you know what's going to happen the, movie. the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. like, I know that I can see the whole movie through this fucking preview. But now you're going to go see it because the preview is good. Right. Even though you know what the fuck's going to happen. You feel exactly. me? Exactly. So the thing is, the podcast is going to be the same shit. The funniest moment is probably going to be that little clip you already put out and they already saw. But now they are. Now you got that play. That play is what counts. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you, you know? Come on, come on. Fucking TikTok. We're coming for you. You got to open that shit tomorrow yeah, for the Compuros Compas. Yeah. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. It is like a movie. I actually was just talking to my wife. She was watching this documentary on Brittany Murphy. I don't know if you guys seen that. And I'm like, stop watching it. She just dies at the end. So it's <laughs> <my family> way. <laughs> she does, though. I think she does. That's, that, that's the, like, for example, that's the thing. Another thing, like, um, with Narcos. Narcos, like I, I've had people say, "Oh my God, I don't know what's gonna happen next season." What do you mean? This shit's based in the '80s. Yeah, Google it. You'll find out what happens. He dies, just like all of them. <laughs> so it's like like shit that's based on truth. You know what's gonna happen. Yep. And you still get hooked, and you're still in there. You still want to see it. The marketing was so good that you're yeah, watching that. Fire. Shit, you feel me? Narcos. Even Speaking I, of narcos, this, this season, season, I don't know. Yes. I don't know. I, I, I'm on episode two. That season no, starts off here. so slow. Bro. Yeah, that's what I thought. The same it, shit. Like, dude, like, it started like, off narcos, way too like, slow. Every other third, every other season, you're hooked. You're hooked. Yeah. That one is like, goddamn. Am yeah. I gonna keep watching is this? This, this, this is the last third one. Right? Season, it should have been like bad. They should have fucking hit it fast right away, but they didn't. Yeah. Way I felt the same exact fucking way. And I can't get used to the guy who plays El Chapo. Like he just too like. Uh, <laughs> I kind of I do like the fucking character. Like, why is his so, voice so yeah. squeaky? You know, it's like. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Hey, but I was checking out Narcos and a whole bunch of like other fucking ACS uh, that type of shit. Is it me, bro, or is it at the end of the fucking day? Like almost all of them snitch on all of them. Yeah, they did. Well, they were all turning on each other. Like shit. everyone. Yeah. But that's what every. That, that, that's what every. But that's like every mob fucking movie too. The, at the every, end. That's what every everything every time everybody time, every every snitching. criminal <laughs> is because of a snitch. Yeah. If there was yeah. no snitches, they would never solve any fucking cases. Yeah. But it's, there's always that one person that fucks everything up. 
And whether it's a whistleblower for the right reasons or the wrong reasons, it's because somebody told. Obviously, yeah. snitches are good. If there's a fucking house that you see from here through the window and you keep seeing that they keep bringing underage girls in there, I would want you to call the police. <laughs> yeah. hey, like, say, ain't some shit going on in Fuck there. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, Unfortunately, the snitching also trickles down to drug dealing and money laundering. And of course, people people at the end of the day are selfish and you're only going to look out for yourself, bro. That's 100% true. I don't give a fuck when nobody says, everybody can say, oh, I'm for my team. I'm for this. I'm for that. When you're in that interrogation room or when you're a, your life is on the line, you're always going to choose yourself over anybody else. Unless, of course, <laughs> if you have kids and a family, then I, see, I can see yourself putting yourself second, right, for kids or a wife. But your homie, fuck out of here. I'm telling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, I'm saying. But, like, people are telling. You feel me? We like, had, people are going to tell. Fucking first 48. Nobody's going to say, oh, snitching. I'm a snitch. Exactly. Watch. <laughs> motherfuckers get to snitching before they even. Fucking, they solved it right away. Yeah, yeah, motherfuckers yeah. got, like, 72 seasons. Right. Motherfuckers <laughs> still snitching every right. time. Motherfuckers snitch within the first 10 minutes. Oh. Like, it's like, motherfucking detectives got 37 hours to burn now. They're like, we don't even know. We don't even know what to Meanwhile, the whole case. Meanwhile, back at headquarters, yeah, fucking yes. doing some stupid shit. I was talking to this about Georgie earlier, and Georgie told me, don't worry. He's like, don't worry, bro. If, if the feds get me, I'm going to give them fry. <laughs> my partner. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I won't give you up. I'm like, ah, oh, you're a fucking dick, man. And people, there's people that really work like that. They have collateral, you know what I'm saying? Like, so a lot of these big narcos, they'll be like, well, I'll give you this, this, and that. Yeah. Chicago, Chicago gangs, Chicago drug dealers, they're, they're like, oh, well, I'll give you him. Like, oh, they'll give him their competition. You feel Fucking me? Fucking corruption. A lot, a, lot, a lot of times that people get, when you see these feds do these massive cases, it's somebody because somebody it told. Up. Like, yep. the reason they even started looking into that mafia or that organization is because somebody told. They gave him up. To for a lesser sentence or just to be an informant. Well, that's where I'm fucking like in awe, bro. Like, how how is it like the the generation and the and the community and los los nosotros paisas, we kind of like fucking adore that fucking lifestyle, right? But at the end of the day, like you're fucking, they're snitching at the end, yeah. bro. Like everyone ends up snitching yeah. and shit. Because everybody only glorif we only glorify the positives, right? Everybody wants the big houses, the young women, the drugs, the party. But nobody ever glorifies, like, the jail time, the fucking, you know, the the, the killings and yeah. all the other shit, you feel me? Like, I feel like if there was more, if there was less documentaries about how good they live or, or less Instagram accounts with narcos with gold-plated guns <laughs> and more Instagram accounts with a motherfucker sitting in prison for 40 years, 50 years, like, I feel like that's when people, like, that's what I'm saying, like, there's no way of knowing, they only show the good. Of knowing that... what the feeling is that you're about to do so many years in prison until you're sitting in that room. You're like, okay, fuck this, you know? Yeah. So, and then that, that's also bad. I feel like as a grown man, you should know, like, that's one thing that pisses me off about snitches is like, you as a man chose that lifestyle. God you knew damn. what was going to come. What, what the fuck damn. is that? God damn. What is going on there? JV rolled a These fucking dookie. Fuckers. But yeah, like you, you, you know what you're getting into. Why would you? I tell? don't know what the fuck these dudes just fucking. Is this the on. mic or the blood? Goddamn. I don't know. Watch out though. Hey man, funny story real quick. Um, I know you know fucking. You know my boy, big boy, right? Alex, Alex Ortiz. Yeah, 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 that motherfucker. I was talking to him and I'm like, hey, let's go to the pod, bro. Fucking Kenji's coming. He's like, oh shit, yeah, that fat motherfucker. When she started, <laughs> when she started, I'm like, man, that's fucked up. How's one fat guy gonna say fucking talk shit about another fat guy? Oh, but I guess it's cool, right? Trust cool. me, the, 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 best thing, the best thing a fat guy can do is talk shit about another fat guy. 
<laughs> I walk around all day trying to fight a motherfucker bigger than me just so I can talk <laughs> hey, shit. I gotta put you out. piece of this, shit. This, this motherfucker said, like, this, wow. this motherfucker said, hey, watch out. Tell that motherfucker you better not bite the mic. Wow. <laughs> so I'm about to put a cage on the mic. Hey, Damn. Yeah. Hey, you Take your shots, bro. Shout out to my homie Big Boy. Like every time, gro- <laughs> growing up, growing up, I was always like, well, as long as I'm not as fat as that motherfucker, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> hey, I'll be okay. My boy Cuto, man. Yeah. My boy Cuto, he got colored eyes and shit. Okay. You know, little, little teddy bear. That's what Carlos called, little He's teddy bear. He's 700 pounds. Shit. Fuck out, <laughs> <laughs> he lost 80, though. My yeah. boy lost 80 last year. Under his titty or where? <laughs> wow. Shout out my homie Big Boy, man. Hell Shout yeah. Shout out Big Boy. Why the fuck didn't he come then, that fucker? He's a pussy, that's why. Wow. <laughs> That's our boy, though. Shout out, big boy. Motherfucker. Damn, Bart. I'm about to Look hit you. this big-ass fucking... <laughs> no, I said wasty stuff. What do you guys think about the Astro World Fest? Oh, that was kind of crazy, right? Uh, what do you think? I mean, do you... There's all this... <laughs> it's like, all this talking shit, right? Yeah, I mean, they killed eight... Well, eight people die at the yeah. concert, you know? It's like... I mean, it's like people trying to... I guess the people... What people want is to find somebody responsible, you feel me? But it's like, how... Who the fuck do you blame? Yeah. I mean, you could only blame the artist so much, like, but was he in the crowd? Like, no. He's performing, you feel me? Like, it's almost like an act of God, you know? Like, it's, I mean, it sucks to say, but it's an accident. It's tragic. It's tragic, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it fuck sucks. Fuck yeah, man. They were fucking, uh, I read there were like, uh, like a stampede kind of, right? Like, people stepping on people and shit. Yeah, and... it was trampled. Like, people, like, literally got stepped on to death. Like, yeah. And I mean, I, That's I, I nuts, I'm a man. big motherfucker, obviously, but I, I being around and being, I mean, just being around that many people gives me anxiety, bro. Yeah. I can't imagine like fifty thousand people. Like, I'm also kind of claustrophobic and shit, so I'll fucking pass the fuck out, bro. Like, do you have a show on Black Wednesday by any chance? That you might know of. No, I have I have one the day before, bro. Okay. I have one the day before on Tuesday. I'll be at the Comedy Shrine, but no, Black Wednesday. I'm actually off as of right now. Okay. But if it changes, I'll let you know. Well, if you don't, you stop by. I, I'm gonna be out in Aurora. Oh yeah, we oh. got La Sierra, bro. We got La, we Sierra, La Sierra going on. Oh, yeah, really? What's going on yeah, there? Yeah. yeah, we have. Uh, uh, boom, baile. We have Secta. Okay. I, I don't yeah. know if you how familiar you might I, be. With. I, I I know Secta. Okay. Okay. I mean, I don't know them, but uh, yeah. I I yeah. know who that is. Dorado show, little party at La Vega. Dorado show for yeah. sure. Yeah, fuck it, I'm down. I'm, I don't got shit going on that day, so I always get and I always be getting blasted that fucking day, bro. That's my favorite day to get fucked up. Dog. <laughs> that's a good day to get, like. Like out of all day, the days yeah. in the year, bro, that Wednesday I get fucked up. Okay. Like the whole black black. Bro, why don't you, you invite uh, Ken to do the fucking the the toad with you? Mm. Have you fucked you ever heard about that, that shit? What's up? Five uh, EMO DMT. The Toad. Mike Tyson talks about it a lot. He's not big on this mm, podcast. I'll do it though. What's up? Hell yeah. He's yeah. just down to do, he's just down down. To do drugs I'm for down. sure. Yeah. It's not a drug though. It's uh, not a drug though, Don. What is it? I mean, you're going to trip. Yeah, I mean, you're going to hallucinate for sure. But you would call, call it more. Like you heard like a I ayahuasca that, and shit like that. A medicine. Oh, yes. The one that goes yeah. up your nose like. And then <laughs> <laughs> well, not that one, but you know what I'm no. talking about? Like the milk I, boys did it, right? Is that how you do ayahuasca? I'm not sure. Ayahuasca is like a tea. Yeah. Oh, I heard some comedian talk about <laughs> it. Though. Tired of snorting it. No, there was some other. That's some other show. Talking about that. Not. Yeah. Not, not, that's not some that, other white powder. Not, not that, no, that, y'all gonna think We're, I'm He was still talking about the violence <laughs> shit. Dude, no. Yeah. Fucking. I you know, and, and uh, I, I, but yeah, I heard some comedian was talking about that. The told, yeah, I ta- bro. I tossed her some shit like oh, that. Oh, I was I was that shit, yeah. 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 She that's said like, that she was having relations and shit. Re- yeah, relations. Yeah. That's kind of that, bro. It's it's they call it like an ego killer. 
ego killer and shit. So if you thought you've been humble before, that shit. Mike Tyson says that, yeah. I've never done, like, I don't, I talk about drugs and shit, but I've never done, like, acid. I've never done shrooms. Oh, you never done shrooms? Never done shrooms. So I feel like, damn, I'm scared to do some shit like that. And then, like, I realized, like, oh, actually, you're not a good comedian. You should quit. I I tried. I'm like, fuck. I tried to do shrooms, like, Three times when I was younger, bro, and I could never put them down. They were just so nasty. No, no. They were so nasty. I remember trying them like with like a zebra cake and shit. Fire. And I still couldn't. And I still couldn't. <laughs> zebra cake, you couldn't? Yeah, zebra cakes are I'll my shit. Any, I'll eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're that that zebra cake, I'll eat that shit. I think we had to jump into that. My boy, what, what do you like? You like, you're going to have to put some this little pasta spots, bro, because I don't know how you feel, but A-Town don't really have. This guy always tells me A-Town does not have a lot of good, like, Well, not a lot compared to the city. Because you live in the city, though, right? What are you talking about, though? Food. Yeah, food. Yeah, he's like, food or drugs, bro? Nah, yeah, I literally, (laughs) that's literally what I was, I was like, good one. Like, food, I mean, Chicago, yeah, I mean, I'm low-key, like, you're right, Aurora doesn't have that many, but that's what I'm saying, I'm grateful for Chicago being so close, because out of all the other cities in the fucking country, Chicago got the best food, and it's not even up for debate. I've been to LA, I've had all the the supposedly quote-unquote best spots, trash. It ain't nothing. Like, yeah. it's just mid. It be mid, yeah. you feel me? Chicago, bro, I mean, like, I mean, you go with the mainstreams even, like, at the Tonilco, just Mexican food, bro. I mean, fucking, um, what's it called? The other one? Aguascalientes. I mean, some of the other places. I mean, talking about pizza. Yeah. There's so many mom and pop pizza joints out here. Yeah. Like, like, like pizza that be real A1 pizza, bro. Not, obviously, Giordano shit like that. Like, on top of that, we got ah, Yeah, that's yeah. crazy that people come here and they think that that's nah, Giordano style, right? Yeah, no, you got to do the thin crust Chicago style. Out of, yeah. like, you feel me? You might get shot when you get it, like, type shit like that. Hell but, yeah. And then on top of that, like, we get, a lot of people don't even appreciate all the, like, Portillo's type joints yeah. or like like the euro spots you feel me like the pizza post spots uh. all the place like the, the auto all that shit poco, I, there's nothing that hard out there in aurora Hell, like that? No, i mean yeah I there's mean, stuff like that but not like in every corner yeah not like quite like quantity. like not multiple you know yeah, yeah that's no, the bad part i mean right here in chicago you could walk into a corner store and walk out <laughs> with a six <laughs> piece a six piece fried hard you feel me <laughs> I used to go to the. I used to go to the when I used to live out here. <laughs> I used to go to the here, fucking right? yeah. yeah. I used to go to the corner store by my crib. Used to my hot Cheetos used to have fucking um, carne molida, <laughs> cheese, jalapeno. Yeah. Like nigga, I walk out with a whole dish. You feel me? Like yeah. I the motherfucker. I forgot what the fuck my mom sent me to get. Yeah. I, 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 you, you feel Hell me? yeah. yeah. Y la leche. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. That's what I went for. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. My boy, you should have just. Fuck. Are we laughing a lot? I feel like we're laughing a lot. I'm, no, no, we're good. Or are we, or are we just high? <laughs> you guys are a little high. We're a little high. A little high. That's whole. Yeah, whole but point. A, but eight time. Yeah, that's why I love. I mean, I don't mind the fact that I gotta come back here fucking three times a week, bro. That's what I'm because saying. Because us either, we, we always be, get some great fucking food. Dude, out we, here, we, we gotta be out here for like if I got four shows in, in a week, you feel me? We gotta literally come back out here, come back out here, and it's like we'll get some random ass food. Like we tried random ass places, just random ass places had some some of the best heroes, <laughs> some of the best food out here. Like I, I love Chicago food, bro. Like. One, that's one of the things I miss when I'm out of town. Like, if I go anywhere, I'm like, damn, I wish I really could eat a fucking fat-ass gyro right now or a fucking pizza puff or a fucking whatever, dog. You feel me? Like, pizza, people, like, man, I'm going to sound fat as shit saying this, but <laughs> <laughs> pizza is like, we really don't, like, cherish it as much as we should. 
like pizza is a is a luxury to have my favorite food to have this many to, to have this many good spots that have pizza this good. Like I literally, bro, when I go to Cali, bro, like these motherfuckers, like the best shit they got is like Pizza Hut. Like that's the best shit they got. Yeah. You other than that, you're gonna be eating Papa like if John's. you go anywhere else that say they got pizza, it's bar food, like bar type of pizza, like <laughs> Whack. Fucking frozen pizza Whack, bro. and shit. Like, Chicago really is like we blessed, bro. We blessed as fuck for real. Hell yeah, man. And Chicago foods too, like Italian beef, like, like I mean, just like, like I mean, just the, I mean, chicken. I'm a real big fan of chicken, so like, just chicken, bro, with lemon pepper. You feel me? Shit like that is <laughs> iconic, bro. Like, don't even get me started on the tamale ladies. You feel me? Like, like all the all the people that be on the blocks and shit like that. You feel me? Like a good champurrado, a good uh, tacos de canasta. You feel me? Like. They ain't gonna go nowhere else. If we, Aurora don't got that shit for real. Fuck yeah. My parents come out here every weekend just to eat tacos de canasta, bro. Every weekend, I'm like, So do you guys have like a good carnita spot up there? Man, shit like boy, that? We just made carnitas in my garage last weekend, bro. <laughs> yeah. we, killed a, we killed a fucking pig. And the best carnitas I've had is bit Don at somebody's house. Oh, but, but yeah. Don Alfredo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Melrose Park. Melrose is Melrose good. Park, yeah, yeah, they got good carnitas on there. I mean, they opened up a carnita spot downtown Aurora. It's called Carnitas de Puerca y de Puerco. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I ain't never been in there. The best, the best, the best carnitas we'll get, like, the best carnitas is, like, you got to go to, like, a supermarket, you feel me? Like, yeah, uh, yeah, one the of the store. little supermarkets. Yep. And, I mean, you get the pre-cooked ones. But I mean, I mean, still though. It I, I think that's the best place, like Chiquita. Paso Grande, know. maybe. Like they got decent carnitas. Loki Palenque got good, good carnitas. Yeah. That's the Loki. That's the guy that came to yeah. make the carnitas, the carnitas in my crib. But hell yeah. But yeah, the yeah, plug. Like, yeah. And then what do you have coming up, bro? I mean, I know you got the. Uh, uh, I mean, are you like a uh, yeah? Bust yeah. out the calendar, bro. Yeah, my bad. He's like, let me wrap this shit up, nigga. For fucking. Uh, yeah, so we can. Uh, <laughs> but by the time this comes out, para no cagarla, da. Oh, yeah, when will that be? So that's uh, like three weeks from now. Three weeks yeah. from now. God damn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah this is, we, we got a few. We have a couple of them. Two, my taxes two in, in February. <laughs> <laughs> December, or should I just not do November at all? Uh, what's three weeks from today? Yeah, fuck. Maybe the 20th. Is it like the 30th? 30th? So I think that's when it will come out. Tuesday, yeah, from today. Yeah. All right, well, I'll promote this show. This show is actually a pretty good one. December 16th, I'm doing a, the super big show that they do at Joe's on Wheat Street. It's oh, a nice. big ass venue. It's with Mikey O, my homie Joey Villa Gomez, who was just on Comedy oh, Central. Do you know this guy, Joey Villa Gomez? Yeah, that's my like that's like my big homie in comedy. You, you gotta me? link us up, man. I see him on my feet as well all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that, but I'm trying to get him on <laughs> trying to get him on my shit. <laughs> nah, he, he'll do it, I'm sure. I'm uh, that's my homie, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay. So, well, I'm, I'll be doing that the December 16th. If y'all not doing anything, Joe's. Should, I'm, yeah, me and Joey Via Gomez are doing a show. Nice. Joe's on Weed Street downtown. Hell yeah. Um, that's going to be like a big comic, like Christmas party. What day is that, bro? December 16th. It's looking a Thursday, bro. Thursday. No, that's better. better. That's even yeah. better. Yeah. I was hoping it was during the week. Yeah, yeah, Dece yeah December we'll, 16th. We'll yeah. And then, uh, and then if you guys are not doing shit New Year's Eve, like for the people listening or whatever, you want to oh, yeah. go to a party, I'm, um, they have this like uh, independent comedy club called the the Lincoln Lodge on Milwaukee Avenue. It's um, it's it's like is it, there's like it's almost like um like they have like a whole bunch of private rooms like here, and then they just run different comedy shows in all the rooms. So no oh, matter shit. what room you walk into, there's, there's comedy shows. Yeah, oh, that's so, pretty badass. So, so on December 31st, we're gonna do one big ass party show, and I'm gonna be part of it. So if you guys don't got shit going on that day, come through. And then of course, um, other than that, I got some other shit. But but that, that's pretty much it. December 16th, Mikey O show, uh, Joe's on Wee Street. Come through. 
going there, I guess, promote our podcast? Or? Yes, sir. Hell That's yeah. what I was going there next, man. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Was that, and your that. social medias, man. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter, Ken Flores 300. Uh, my podcast is Talking My Shit Podcast uh, on Instagram. Uh, we do on, we're on YouTube as well as Ken Flores. And uh, man, shout out Guacpod. Shout out Puros Compas for having me, man. Real Talk, it was a great experience. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Oh, Bart, yeah. what you think, man? Man, bro, I, I, that's why I wanted him out, bro. I wanted him out. I knew this dude was, uh, he's hustling, bro. Now that we're just on that topic real quick, bro, I hope you listen to the episode that comes out before this one. Okay. Uh, boy, Ron, right? No, 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 no. Or Ron comes out next week. Yeah. Just look for the, the episode with our boy, Ron Rodriguez, bro, that was hustling. Same thing, yeah. bro. And he's doing big things now, man. So I know you're on the same track, bro, because yeah. you're hustling. Bro, you, you're getting after that shit. And, uh. Fucking nothing but I wish you nothing but success, bro. Yeah, Fuck man, I appreciate you. Like, likewise, man. Likewise, yeah, 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 bro. Because, like I said, it's like a, it's like when Chief Keef made it. You feel me? Like one more, only one motherfucker need to make it. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> once he opens that fucking floodgate, we all make it. So yes, sir. shit. Yeah. It's a, it's a, um, it's a race to the top, man. Let's Fuck get yeah, it. bro. It was a pleasure meeting you, man. Um, pleasure, I'm likewise. gonna guarantee you, it's not gonna be the last time, bro. That you, yeah, um, for sure. For me, I, I hope that you become like our, our comedy. Guy, Shit, here, I'd you know? love to come around yeah. whenever you guys yeah, want bro. me, bro. It was a great time. Like I said, like sometimes we, we got to be real picky with guests on podcasts because sometimes when y'all don't click. It could be real like awkward. This time could go move, go real slow. But when the shit click, you know you have a good time. Like right nah, now, I hope honestly, you had a good time. I feel bro. like I'm at home and shit. I feel like I know y'all forever. There you go. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. did smoke a whole bunch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nah, but we're glad you smoke came through, man. Was heavy. Uh, thank you, bro. Thanks, and like I said, I know where you're gonna come back. We're gonna bring you back. Um, shout out to the smoking section. What's this? Sure, on the sound. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Shout uh, out JV. That that came out with uh, rolling that big can. fat ass uh, fucking big finger. King Kong fingers. Hell that yeah. motherfucker has me fucking. Hey, follow us on uh, Apple Podcast and Spotify at Compuros Compas Podcast. Everything Facebook, Instagram. Check oh, in January. Out. No, no, this is November 30th. Wait, we yeah. still have a whole fucking we month. We still got bro. another month, Jose. Yeah. That's the sound guy. Yeah, that's the that's sound, sound guy. guy. But anyway, bro, uh, subscribe. Go subscribe. Starting in January, we do go video. Oh, subscribe yeah. on uh, Compuros Compas Podcast. Be on the lookout by the time this comes out, uh, the 30th. Uh, El Guacpot Season 4 should be out, so check that out. Keep following us. Thank you. Go read a book. Learn something. La Pura Positiva. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.